There's Mike. Good morning. What's up, How are you? Lovely. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah. I see you're in your uh, your sauna again. You know, I came this close to be able to do this in the big boy part of my house, but it's not happening yet. Ah, you know, it'll get there, right? When are they? Uh, when are they wrapping this remodel up? Uh, two weeks. Did you ever see the Money Pit, the movie? Two weeks. Two yeah. weeks. Two weeks. No, we're we're. <laughs> Hopefully we'll see our floors uncovered today. We're getting there. We should have been podcasting or, you know, talking about house renovations because that's all I've been going through for like the past six months. Yeah, we could do like a like a property bros thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> the property how, to, bros. how to not renovate your house in a timely way? I'm the master. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure there's all sorts of supply chain issues going on. That's all I. I, get. Fr- I have a front door that was ordered in July. Mm-hmm. It's still like two to three months away. Jeez, Door. Louise. How are you going to get in your house? You just walk um, right in, I guess. Anybody can get in. Well, you got to unscrew the plywood. It's kind of hard to get in from the front. we got to go in from the back. So. Oh, all right. Gotcha. It's been interesting. Gotcha. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Jeez, Louise. Um, yeah. How are you doing? You're looking nice and bright and colorful today. Look at that. I got the little like uh, 1960s tie-dye bandana going. I like it. You like my, you like my little sunshine and Jimi Hendrix wrapped up into one. Yeah, right. What's wrong with right. that? There's nothing wrong with that. So no. he thought. I so I sent you a message, just to let people like behind the scenes know how this works. Okay. We usually text about half an hour before we actually talk. <laughs> right. And I was like, "What are we going to talk about today?" And you sent me a question mark, and I thought, "Huh. All right. Let's talk about questions." That's that's a that's a topic. Awesome. Look at that. So we so so we got a, a few people looking in live right now. Are we gonna get questions from them or frequently yeah, asked? Well, we'll do a little of both, right? So if you're listening and you want to throw in a question about running, footwear, injuries, life, maybe coffee. We it is coffee talk. Right. I'm not an expert, but I might be able to answer. Um, you know. I can tell you all about my transition from cream and sugar to black coffee. Is it still happening? It's happening. It's a black coffee right in here. Nice. I'm so it's proud just, of you. It's <laughs> disgusting, but I'm still drinking it. <laughs> my, I left mine upstairs because I came running down here past the wallpaper guy and almost knocked him over, but we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. All right. Uh, so so but while I wait for a question, I got one that I get all the time, but it's going to be directed to you. Oh, sure. Yeah. Let's hear it. You ready? What's the best sneaker for me? Oh gosh, that's the that's a question I hear all the time. Right? What brand is usually, the best for me? Usually, there's like the the question that I get a lot doesn't have the for me at the end of it, right? Gotcha. So it's always like, what's the best sneaker? You know, or like what's well, like my uh, coach said, ASIC shoes. Right. I need to get ASIC shoes, and I'm like, okay. So yeah, so the breath, the breath, the best brand. <laughs> hey, no, it's not that kind of talk. Hey, look out! It's getting a little blue today. Uh, hey, the best, the best brand is the one that fits. You know, the one that fits and the one that like provides the right amount of support and the right amount of cushioning for you. Um, right. So like, we tend to ask like a bunch of questions when you come in, like, you know, what types of activities you're doing, what have you run in the past. We take a look at your gait, see how much support you need, and then like take a look at kind of your like, 
are your feet pointing forward? Are they pitched out? Are they pitched in? Are your knees kind of knocked into each other? Um, and that can yeah. help determine what the best shoe is for you. And right. sometimes it's a little tricky, you know, because like every brand has a different fake foot that they make their shoes around. Right. And then they all have like different types of cushioning. You've got gel and Asics. You've got wave plates and Mizuno. You've got DNA Loft and Brooks, and they all feel different. So DNA Loft, that should... sounds awesome. I know, right? It's like DNA, but loftier. <laughs> it's loft. It's loftier than my loftier. DNA. That's awesome. So real quickly, it's pretty much from my end, the same thing. Obviously, if they're in the CME, that's usually during an evaluative process, so I get in more and look at the feet a little bit more and give them more information on the type of shoe. Then mm -hmm. I send them to you guys, and then you yep. look at their, you know, the, the shape of their foot and the volume of their foot, and you always put them in the right shoe that fits all that so the mm -hmm. they're not f swimming in their blousey shoes or they're not all toes on all crumped. You guys do an awesome job, which is so appreciative. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it's just funny because I, I get that question five times a week. And then you're like, go talk to these guys. Yeah. I don't know. Go talk to them. Go talk to them. Um, so Dave did ask a question about how many shoes he should have in his rotation. Um, so right. I don't know if you if you caught any of my answer, but I was saying like sometimes it's beneficial to have at least two because like when you go for a run, the foams get compressed underneath right. your foot, and it usually takes twenty four hours for those foams to kind of bounce back. So by having those two shoes, you give that shoe enough time to kind of recover from your run. And then it will feel a little bit more comfy the next day, and it extends the life of both pairs of shoes. Um, right. Another thing to consider, too, is like when your shoes are kind of getting towards the end of their life, um, you might want to start to replace them before they're completely toasted. Right. You know? Yeah. So what's the, uh, what's the efficacy of like, obviously, you know, if you look at the bottom of the shoe and it's worn out and you can tell just by looking at it that the shoes had way too many miles, but there's a thing on the side. And I don't know if you guys taught me this, but in the, like the side of the sole, it's like orange peeling. There's a lot of like little wrinkles and it mm -hmm. almost looks like an, an older person's skin on the side. So when I start to see the bottom worn out and that orange peeling, um, mm -hmm. and the, like the shoe just looks like it's had better days, then I'm yeah, definitely sending them up the road to you guys. Yeah, so that's a good point. So, like, sometimes it's tough to tell because, like, usually the thing that breaks down is, like, the soft stuff underneath your foot. That's the stuff that's right. going to get worn out. So you might flip over your shoe and the bottom of it looks perfect, but it feels right. like you're running on concrete. Um, and the reason is it's, it's worn out. Um, so, yeah, you can look on the at that white stuff or the midsole there, and you'll see, like, little cracks that weren't there. Another good way to tell is, like, if it's uh, – most traditional shoes, you can take it and twist it. So, like, if it's really easy to twist and bend in half, then it's usually about time for a pair right. of kicks. Yes. Right. Um, good so good I, info. Yeah, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, so, I wanted to know what the most, like, frequent injury question you get is. So, my question to you is what is the most common question you get about injuries relating to running? There's kind of a meta question. It's like a question within a question. Right. Probably the number one 
question from every runner I see is, but can I run through it? <laughs> That's <laughs> you know, a very runner. A their runner Achilles answer. tendon is in two pieces. They've already met with the surgeon, but they're like, yeah, but I can run through it, right? Of course, uh, right? No, no, we're not. Yeah, so that's the number one. Everyone, because obviously motors are, are a very motivated um, and it can be intense group of people, which is great. That's what I love working with it. Just got to channel that energy in the right way. But they don't want to mm -hmm. stop, you know. No. And unfortunately, sometimes we see people because they were running through it for months. You know, mm -hmm. first it was a little pain, then it was a lot of pain, then they're like speed limping. It doesn't even look like a run anymore. And finally, when they fall on their face due to pain, they finally come in. Um, yeah, but that's the number one question. But can I run through? No matter and how usually, severe or how light the injury. <laughs> usually, the answer is seventy-five percent of the time. It's probably not because by the time they get to me, it's pretty bad. Uh, yeah. But there are times where there are injuries we can you can run through for sure. We don't stop people unless we know that you're going to do more damage to your tissues, to your health. That it's just going to make things worse. Then we'll. We'll stop them. But then we, we've talked about this in the past. Then we do like a relative rest or cross training, or we throw them on the alter G. There's ways we can keep people moving. You don't just want to sit home on a couch and wait. You know, right. that's, you know, it's one thing about, so this is a, I was listening to someone talk the other day and they brought up a good thing. There's a difference between patience and just like waiting and being passive, right? So being right. patient with an injury is doing the right things every day, not doing the wrong things every day. You know, keeping the long goal in mind and doing the right things every day to get you there. Being mm -hmm. passive or just waiting is just sitting doing nothing and just waiting for things to change. That so can be patient tough. is good. Yeah. Be, but like that can be tough for runners to just sit and not do anything. Right. And so usually that's not the case. We don't want that. So, you know, there mm -hmm. are some practitioners in healthcare that'll tell you just oh, take ibuprofen, take eight weeks off, don't run. You shouldn't be running. It's bad for your knees. Pick another sport. <laughs> Pick mm -hmm. another exercise. Um, right, right. We're, we're not those people. No, no. You uh, and I both know somebody who's having a very difficult time not running right now. Yes, we do. I'm going <laughs> to check, want... in, with, I'm check in with this un, you, unsaid person. You need to. I'm telling you, you need to check in with him because he's talking about running. Like, just, he's been talking about it. I've been yeah. trying, like, listen to the doctor's. You need you need to get you need to get to him. Is, is he, he there right now? Damage. He's not here right now. He's he's gonna be walking in the door shortly. But all right, you gotta you gotta talk to him before right, he does any damage. Um, <laughs> all right, we have another question. All right, and I know we've talked about this in the past. Some of the benefits, like what are the benefits of using like a minimalist shoe or doing some training barefoot? Ooh. That's a loaded topic, and it's a good one. So, oh, how can I keep it simple? So I'm looking up in the air because that's when I think best when I stare at the ceiling here. Um, oh, there wrote the are... answers up there. <laughs> there, are... up there. <laughs> um, so, yes, it's beneficial. Depending on the person, depending on the foot, depending on the function of the whole athlete. But typically by doing some sort of barefoot or minimalist training, not doing all your miles or all your training in minimalist shoes or barefoot. Some can do it, but most people can't. But doing some of that, you're going to strengthen um, little tiny intrinsic muscles and ligaments and soft tissues in your foot. 
You're going to build resiliency in the bones of the foot and all the way up through into the spine. You're, you're going to train your body and how to dissipate that force and absorb the shock pretty well. So you you don't have to be 100% reliant on the equipment, the shoes. Um, you become a little more efficient. Um, you can actually build more strength in the hip and pelvic area by doing that. Again, it's all becoming not relying on anything, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, of, remember the, do you see the movie Rocky IV? uh was that drago was it the drago, drago one? Yeah, yeah yeah so you remember the training sequence where you know sylvester stallone is like lifting bags of hay and shoveling cow shit and pulling wagons and doing that type of thing <laughs> yes, Ivan yes. drago's on computer loaded devices and all this type of thing but mm -hmm. so you don't want to be have to be relying on your equipment or the technology um which is you know my the business i started 20 years ago it's called foundation performance the reason we named it that is you know, you improve your foundation, which is your body, your performance will improve. And I, right. I used to work with golfers. We had the same uh, theory with golfers. It's not about the, the club. Sometimes it is, but it's not about the club. If you can't rotate or you don't have enough um, shoulder stability to hold the club in place, I don't care what club you use. Like, we've got to build your body, build your foundation. So right. long answer to maybe a, a short question, but extremely beneficial. Most people will benefit from it. There are a select few feet and scenarios that uh, a runner may be in that I won't recommend that but that's that's mm -hmm. the minority majority of people it's extremely beneficial everything from just doing some jumping warm-ups in barefoot a couple minutes a few times a week to actually doing some runs on a safe area on track roads are okay you can as long as it's clean just nowadays yeah, you don't know what's going to be on the road you don't want any needles poking at you no I mean just glass and needles cigarette butts it's just it's a mess but it just wash your feet when you're done <laughs> yeah right that solves everything um and just from our point of view right so like we we have some shoes that are kind of like that that are minimalist lower to the ground a little more flexible and right. one of the the toughest thing and you probably know this is that like people don't want to take the time you know what i mean it's important to like, if you're running in say like the Brooks glycerin, that's got like a 10 millimeter offset. And then you want to run into a zero drop shoe and you want to do it just like that. You're going to end up with some Achilles calf issues going on. And, and like one of the things we recommend is like 10% of your weekly mileage to start. You're doing 10 miles a week. You run one mile in those shoes and that is it. Right. Um, and right. then gradually increase. Um, because like you said, it is beneficial. There's a reason why it was like a thing for a few years there is because right. it, there's science behind it. It makes sense, right? You're running. Absolutely. You right. use your feet to run. Right. Yes, you, you do. Gotta, I hope so. You got to get them strong. Right. Um, so yeah. They're, so quick, good. quick, quick story about that. So for like the greater part of the past 20 years, I would drive the same way to work and I would go up. Yep. Um, Keep people talking, from the Mike. area. I got to let a coworker in. Keep talking right. though. I'm still connected. All right, guys. So I uh, would drive up the same road every every morning in Providence, and it's called Blackstone Boulevard. Those of you who are local will know this. Tons of runners on there, and I would see this guy running in his. I think he had like the Brooks Beast. And every morning, this guy was like clockwork. He was running. He was running. He was running. It was right around the time when Born to Run came out, which was a great book. I loved it. But like, you know, everyone turned minimalist, everyone turned barefoot, everyone went to the Vibrams, everyone started eating chia seeds, and everyone wanted to go to the mountains of Mexico. <laughs> it was created a little cult, right? 
So this mm-hmm. guy was in the Brooks Beast, and he wasn't a young person. My guess is he's probably about my age now. He's probably in his late 40s, early 50s. And I can imagine this guy's been running in the Brooks Beast forever. I literally saw him on like a Monday in the Brooks Beast, Tuesday in the Vibram Five Fingers. Not only was that like an abrupt change, I don't know how many miles mm-hmm. he was doing, but he was heel striking in the Vibrams. I saw him for about maybe a week, it's about a while ago, but it was a, somewhere between one and two weeks he was running in the Vibrams, um, and then I never saw him again. I, geez. Hopefully he didn't die from making the switch the sneakers, <laughs> which I thought, but I'm, my, in my mind, the story I created was the guy unfortunately hurt himself. He read a book, right. he knew it was beneficial, he didn't get correct guidance, made the switch too quick, and he ended up hurting himself. That's my story in my head. Yeah, well, it makes sense. It's a story we saw a lot, and that's why, like, right? we ended up kind of, like, we carried a couple of shoes that were, like, a little bit more minimalist than others, and then what ended up happening is, like, everybody would just come back and be like, I'm hurt, you know? And, like, because we would always tell them, like, hey, you've got to take your time, you've got to ease your way into it, um, but nobody, right. nobody wants to listen. And you know you do no. you have to deal with that stuff all the time. So one more question for you before we go. Okay. Um, how do you communicate to a runner that um, they ha- they can't run? That's a tough one. How do I do it? It depends on the person. It depends how well they receive information and listen and understand what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have had that conversation several times and I usually approach it with the, the greater good in mind. Like if they're younger, talk about their future, how many years, you know, you can expect to live in this body. What you're talking about, like if someone shouldn't be running because they're, hurt yeah they got hurt and they're like a runner and they're really into it and then like one day you have to tell them look dude Running cut up. it off for a little bit yeah oh just for a little bit oh that's well a i'm not story. yeah i mean we don't want to get too heavy you know i don't well, want to bring everybody we'll down heavy, because i got some heavy i got heavy stories all right and so i've had to tell next, people of all ages yeah, yeah. let's, let's I, next I hate... week get all heavy. right next week all right so that's pretty simple i just kind of tell talk about the healing process I a lot of times mm-hmm. use analogy of a scab. Like if you continue to run, you're going to continue to pick that scab. If you continue to pick a scab, you're not going to heal. And even eventually when you do, it's not going to heal properly. Um, you know, what's your long-term goal? You know, have stories like there's always going to be another race. You know, there's always going to be something you're going to be signed up for. Like you're trying to teach them not to set, not to sign up for a race until they know they're good. So they don't have that pressure. We've talked mm-hmm. about that setting goals with metrics and, timelines um yeah. but keeping you know fortunately we've got the alter g so we can keep a lot of people running and just talk about mm-hmm. the benefits of cross training you just got to get them to buy in on why and let them see the um insanity of the thought process sometimes of mm-hmm. you know you're here because you've been running through this pain for three months doesn't mean now that you just came in to talk to us and you know what's going on that you can now start running again like it's it's, it's a problem so i think i just open an honest talks about the you know the science and the physiology behind their injury and their healing and most people get it the other story about telling people like maybe running is not your thing which is very rare but i've had those conversations that's another story that's not where we're going 
Yeah, I don't. I don't want to get too heavy today, Mike. You know, I got my tie dye yeah. bandana on. Right, you're full of sunshine today. I got my coffee. <laughs> I'm feeling good. So, uh, so maybe we'll get heavy another another time. Maybe next week. I think right. that's great. We can. But we're we're planned already. Look at that. We don't have to text Whoa, thirty minutes before that's a our thing. Dude. That's a that's what we're that's what we're doing. Okay. All right. I'll be ready. All right. Cool. And. Uh, do you have a dad joke today? I always try to add, end with like a no, funny dad I don't. joke. But that's all right. I'm so bad. I got, bad. It. All right, I got let's one. Hear it. Well, last week I did the one about the bagel with the you weren't here. You missed it. But like why do we call a seagull a seagull cuz if they flew over the bay, we'd have to call them a bagel. That was right. that one. Um this week it, you know, I I feel terrible for the calendar. Be- Why do you feel terrible for the calendar? Because its days are numbered. <laughs> I love it. It's the worst. Um, That's okay. awesome. Uh, All right, what buddy. time is it? 9.58? All right, let's wrap this sucker up. Awesome. Um, thank you for chatting with me, Mike. Thank you for tuning in, everybody, and thanks for the questions. Um, We'll see y'all next week where we get a little heavier. We're going to get deep. Oh, man. All right. I'll dress light. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. We'll see, see you, ya. buddy. Bye.